One of the central purposes of our radio ministry is to stir up in our listeners a robust confidence in the sufficiency of Jesus Christ for everything they need. As God's people satisfy themselves in the fullness of Jesus, He will become attractive to those around them. Welcome to the Bread of Life. As we listen today, let us pray that this desire will be met in our lives. Now here is our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. Hebrews 13, verses 13 and 14 say, Therefore let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek one that is coming. This world is passing away with all its religions that pulsate behind every structure in the human city. A new and unending city is on its way to us. Christ has been preparing it for us, and now he's sending it to us. But as it comes to us, we go to it. We gather momentum towards the kingdom that is coming upon this earth, and as we do, we shed all that slows us down on our run to the new Jerusalem. And we, at the same time, give witness in this pursuit to the glory of the one whom our eyes are fixed upon, our coming King, Jesus Christ. In the Greek, it can also mean to run after or strive for. In fact, in the NIV translation on more than one occasion, this word is translated to run after. It's, in other words, a seeking, the city that's coming and coming towards us. It's a seeking that gathers momentum as we near its, the object. As we get closer and closer, we begin to not seek, but we strive and we run towards it. So in a moment here, when we talk about the glory of heaven, and you could let your mind go and There's any number of poems that have been written because finally when men get to think about what heaven is like, they find that just mere prose doesn't reflect what they want to say and they begin to wax poetic and they try to find a way to frame it. Oh, it's impossible because what does the Bible say? Eye has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered in the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Can't imagine it. You're trying. Go ahead, trying. Try. Try to put in your mind your best thought and You chase through the words of the various prophets as they speak about the glory of heaven and, oh, you'll have a hard time approaching it. And now I turn and say, now we're supposed to seek that and maybe you think I'm drawing back and I'm putting my feet back down to the ground here. But listen, this is the compliment to this oncoming city that's coming our way. The compliment, the echoing or reverberation from our own lives is that we move towards it as it moves towards us. We run towards it as it advances our way. We gather momentum in our pursuit of it. Those who come away from the city of this world to Jesus find that the act of coming to Christ draws them up into a run. And we run towards Him as we we fix our eyes on Him, the author and finisher of our faith. And we begin to run towards Him, and as we run, we begin to cast off all the sin and all the things that entangle us and beset us in our pursuit of Him, making our way to Him. Anything that encumbers our movement towards Him and His uncommon kingdom, begin to put it from our lives you watch any number of movies that are movies about loved ones that have been separated that are looking for one another families that have been divided that are trying to find their way to one another some young man who's dragged off the war and he makes his way back through the battle to get back home and the story is not simply about the battle he's fighting it's it's really about him trying to survive so he can make his way home and you watch these various films and there's always that scene that's the climatic scene towards the end of it When family members catch each other's in view, they see what seems to be a familiar face on the horizon line, and they begin to walk towards that face or that personage, and 
then as they're walking, their pace quickens as their eyes begin to focus and sharpen and they see that it's someone they've missed or their relative is there or their loved one is there and before long they're not just walking, they're walking fast and then they're jogging and then they're a full sprint and their arms are out towards one another as they're running into one another's arms. It's been any number of scenes. It's not a cinematic innovation. It's real life. The closer you get to home, you quicken your pace. Most men, by the way, if they've been away on a traveling junket or trip and they're driving home, they usually get the ticket about 20 miles outside of town. You know? When they get home, they, they want to get there. They just want to be there. Have you ever had that experience? Where you were lost and you were separated? You saw the one that you were separated from and the anxiety you felt when you were away from them and then you saw them and you began to move towards them and run towards them? That's what it's talking about here. When it says we seek a city to come, we seek an oncoming city, it's basically we run towards it. We move with momentum towards it. And as we do, we shed anything in our lives that would encumber our pursuit of that thing. That's what it means in 1 John 3.3 when it says, whoever has this hope within them purifies themselves. What does it mean? Whoever is running towards a city starts throwing away the junk in their lives that doesn't fit with them. The fact is Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. And as Jesus is preparing this place for us, we're preparing ourselves for that place by shedding those things that don't belong there. Those things that are incongruent with the city that's coming. By removing ourselves from the pattern of men seeking to establish their own righteousness. By removing ourselves from the pattern of men who engage and indulge themselves in activity to dull themselves and their minds from their own failures. Now We want to be alive and we want to alert and we want to feel. When Jesus comes, we want to feel everything. We want to feel our sins and we want to feel it washed away. We want to feel our lack of righteousness and we want to sense and know the utter covering of his own righteousness on us. We strive after holiness and we pursue him. Again, Christ is preparing a place for us and as he does, we're preparing ourselves for that place and for that time when we shall ever be with him. A life of holiness and purity and pursuit of God's will intensifies as we reject the city of this world and as we press on towards our true and lasting home. God's holy city is coming to us and we who look and long for the day express that longing in holiness as we run towards that city's advance. It's not without pain. It's not without confusion and difficulty that we make our way to Christ in His unending city. Heaven is our goal, and that goal drives us onward into a purifying pursuit, but the world and the ways of death stand in our way, and they reproach us as we approach our Savior, but we still make our way to Him. Friday night when I was writing this message, I received a letter or a report from my daughter-in-law, Jessie. A friend had just sent her a prayer that she had written. This friend of her, her husband had died. Her husband had been a school teacher, and after a long period or a long illness, the husband had finally succumbed to it. That evening, this wife, this bereaved wife, speaking out of her pain and her sorrow and the sense of separation wrote a letter to share a prayer that she had prayed over her husband. And it does speak of pain and sorrow, but it also 
reflects the joy of our oncoming and ever-continuing city. I want to read the letter to you. Quote, Time of death, 8.23 a.m. this morning. Miracle or glory, God be praised. May you delight in the presence of your beloved son, Drake, who fought this fight with indescribable beauty and grace. May the angels be rejoicing and singing as he enters your courts. And may you wrap your loving arms around me and hold me together as all the million pieces of my heart spill out of my chest and onto the floor. He was my sun and my moon and my starlit sky, and the darkness is already engulfing me. My body is numb, my mind is blank. In the empty hollow of my skull I hear to live as Christ and to die as gain. My beloved just gained eternity with his king. May you allow me to remember that truth when the sadness and the heartache threaten to suffocate me as they are threatening to do right now. Fill me with your light, love, and peace and help me to find truth in the midst of this confusion. You are still God and I am your beloved daughter. May I feel both those truths in real and tangible ways today tomorrow, and for all eternity. End quote. Her city is coming, and so is yours. Let's run to it. Let's run to it. And as we advance along the way, let's shed ourselves on all those things that don't belong in it. And as we run to it, let's run away. Let's run away from celebrating the cities of this age. That's the message. That's the point. Let's pray. God, overcome failed human eloquence. Overcome incomplete words before such completeness, unestimable completeness that's found in the glory of the heaven you, yourself, dear Jesus, are preparing for us. Overcome the weakness of our phrasing and terminology and the weakness of our minds to scale up. Oh God, we can't even bring our minds to the edge of the universe and it's beyond the universe that you're making this place for us. Out in affinity, out in your holy, perfect infinity, you're drawing together a a heavenly home for us. That place where sin cannot reach and has never reached. You're bringing and preparing a place for we sinners who have been made righteous in Jesus Christ to come by way of his blood. And oh, how we thank you and praise you by faith and we know it to be true that through our resurrected Jesus, we are seated right now in heavenly places and his promise has been this very heaven where we've been given a place is coming down to us. He's going to place us firmly and forever in that home. We glorify and we praise you and we can't imagine it. A place where all sorrow and all suffering and all pain and all striving and all anguish will put aside. A place where all of our perverted desires will be laid to rest and every desire will be pure and good and will lead us in an unending pursuit of glorious revelation after glorious revelation after glorious revelation of your goodness and your grace pouring over us. A place where our work and our service will be to praise you and hymn your glory forever and ever and we will never tire of it.
And everything will be about you and what you have accomplished and not about us. In heaven, we shall still be meek and turning away from self. And in that meekness, we shall reign as kings and princes before our God. What power, what vitality, when Christ is everything. Think about that. Think about that. And ask yourself, what has that to do with pursuing the things of this age? May we live in this place then as sojourners. May we live in it to serve others and to bless them as God has blessed them and to point them to God's goodness. To serve among these places, establishing whatever order is necessary to keep this world from going off its axis into insanity. But knowing the answer ultimately rests not in the failed efforts of men, but in a hope that goes beyond what men can provide in Jesus alone. May that be our pursuit, our anticipation, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today at Bread of Life. This broadcast is a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. Our desire for the Christian community of our area is to see growing believers committed to knowing Christ and making Him known. To that end, I trust that God is at work in your life. For a copy of this broadcast, just call us at 208-331-4096. That's 208-331-4096. Until the next time, God bless you.